episode is brought to you by Desert Skies. Desert Skies is a funny, pensive, and genuinely interesting audio drama that takes place in the Desert Skies astral plane fuel and service station. The staff of Desert Skies fix cars and get snacks for travellers on their final astral journey, the journey from this life to the next. We listened to episode one this week and really enjoyed it. The concept is really fun and well-written, and the end of the episode has a real emotional punch to it. The first full season of Desert Skies is out now, and the next season is currently in production, so it's the perfect time to listen. Interested? Listen to the end of today's episode to hear the trailer for Desert Skies, or find Desert Skies anywhere you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Desert Skies for their support. Journey Home, Episode 5. Hi, Diary. It's me, Marilyn. Um, <laughs> we've run into a bit of a problem. Uh, it could be a big problem. Yeah, but I feel like maybe it's not worth stressing about too much. <laughs> Yet. Marilyn, we have been abducted by pirates. Oh, yeah. Diary? We've been abducted by pirates! Mm, you know, you you still seem a little too excited about it. Well, I didn't think I'd ever get to meet a pirate. I've mostly just read about them in books. And saw them in that film. Pirates of the Caribbean 85, part 3, colon, the strangest stranger tides of doom. Not a classic. Come on, computer. You've got to admit it's at least a little bit exciting. They're real pirates, like out of an adventure story. The captain has a wooden leg and a parrot. Well, a robot parrot. It's still a parrot. And they have our ship. Yes, they do. And we really thought we were there this time. We were so close to home, less than two solar systems away from Gontano. And then... There was this ship that looked like it had been hit by some kind of rocket strike. It was floating listlessly in space. And we thought we should go a little closer just in case anyone needed help. Which was, as it turns out, not the best idea. When we signaled to see if anyone was alive on board, they hit us with an immobilizer. The disguise is really clever. They have panels that fold out onto the outside of the ship that make it look semi-destroyed. I'm surprised that there are pirates here. They're usually on the outskirts of civilization. Gontano may be a little remote, but it's certainly not as far out as all that. Then they sent a warning signal out, told us not to struggle. And then they sucked our little ship, which is honestly getting a little too small, considering how much I've grown over the past few months, into their cargo hold. And then they cracked it open like a nut. (laughs) Rude, considering we'd have opened up if they'd just asked. I've never seen a ship like this one before. It's nautical. It looks more like it's ready to go to sea than float through space. There's a mast and sails. 
even though there are no winds in the vacuum of space. By definition, it's a vacuum. We were brought on board at Sword Point by a whole host of pirates, and they were led by Captain Jonay, who was patched all over with metal parts. Her missing eye was covered with a bionic eye patch. Her leg ended in a polished wooden peg leg, and her right arm ended in a hook. And, like all of them, she had a sword. Not particularly effective weapons in space, swords. They did also have a tractor beam. True. After a lot of deliberation... A lot of umming and arring. Was that meant to be a joke? Yes. I'm not really programmed for jokes. You're learning! Oh, well, thank you. I just hope I don't end up with Jolt's sense of humor. Anyway, yes. They locked us in the hold and went away. It's surprisingly comfortable in here. I might take a nap. Computer, will you wake me up if they do anything? Yes, of course. Okay. I'll be back in a bit, diary. someone for a while, but they've gone off somewhere. They're called Alex, and they're an intern. But seeing as this is a pirate ship, surely that should be a cabin person. Well, they're the most junior person on board anyway. They said they'd been working for Jonay for two years now, give or take a few months, traveling here and there on the outskirts of the galaxy, adventuring... Stealing the ships of people who are trying to get home? I know, but it's still... Kind of exciting, computer. Alex was from a small mining settlement on the outskirts of Ursa Minor. They'd spent their whole life waiting for an opportunity to get off-world, but the Automicon recruiters missed their planet out for some reason. One day, they were on their way home when they had an idea. The next day, they stowed away on a shipment of fuel that was making its way to Ursa Major. But they never got there. Instead, the ship was attacked by Jonay and her pirates, and Alex joined the crew! And yet, their accent isn't very Ursa Minor. They could have lost it over the past couple of years. Mm, maybe. Hello, it's me, Sponsorbot. I love you. I wish I had hair. Oh well, here's an ad. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. decided what to do with us in the end. And what they decided to do was drop us off on a remote planet on the outer edges of the solar system. At least they were nice about it. Were they? Well, they've got food and water and they charged you up. Hmm. Last night, just when we thought they'd forgotten about us, they opened the door and brought us out to what I think was some kind of uh, restaurant. Computer, what do pirates call their food place? Pirates call it the mess. Right. And they'd set out a feast. It wasn't as sweet as the fruits from Paolo's planet, but it was rich and, uh, hearty. Is that the right word? Yes. Probably. I don't eat. I might have enjoyed it more if I hadn't been tied to the chair. But still, it was good. They were strangely friendly now that they had the ship. They told us that they decided to drop us off, seeing as they had all they wanted. And there wasn't really anything we could do about it. After the meal, they brought us back to the hold to sleep. That was weird, wasn't it? They asked if I wanted a nightlight or a white noise machine. And they did offer to charge me, which I was surprised they had the right connectors. Although the hold did seem to have a Faraday cage around it, presumably to stop me signaling for help. After a relatively calm night, Alex came to wake us up to tell us we'd be landing very soon. They were a little apologetic. They gave us a moment to get ready, and then we were led out onto the planet. It's a little bleak. It's quite a lot bleak. Okay, so it's pretty bleak, but it's not too bad. It's a low-level inhabitable planet, but one that's not been settled yet. So there are tree-like plants and what seems to be a source of fresh water. I think we'll be all right for a while. They took us around to the other side of the ship where they gave us a bundle. It contained food, a solar charger, and a tent. None of this makes any sense. Yeah. I'm almost certain they've spent more money on taking us to this planet and dropping us off than they'll get for the scrap of the ship. Yeah. Oh. Is that a business card? Captain Genet's Automni Galactic Pirate Experience. Well, I suppose that explains some things. Does it? Not really, no. Mm. 
In the fifth episode of Marilyn's Diary, A Long Journey Home, Marilyn was played by Francesca Mintov-Chish and Computer was played by James Carney. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. We'd like to say a special thanks to Peter S. for their support on Patreon. We use the donations we receive from Patreon, Coffee, and PayPal to pay our actors, pay ourselves and run the show. We are so, so grateful for all that you do for us. If you want to support We Fix Space Junk, visit battlebird.productions or see the show notes. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo. This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on. Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interests? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people we left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts. Greetings. I am the modestly handsome obituary writer of this fetching town of Crestfall, Idaho. And this is Death by Dying. Death is exhausting. And so, after a long day of funeral attending, I had retired to my apartment to get some shut-eye. I loosened my Versace tie and changed into my Egyptian silk pajamas. Are you the detective in town? No, I'm the obituary writer. Really? Someone said you solve murder cases. Murder? I'm Charlotte, by the way. Forgive me, but I haven't gotten past the murder part. Charlotte... The friend I now have is staying in the apartment above her Aunt Lillian's bookshop. She was my aunt. She was all I had growing up. I need to know why she's gone. Murder is the spice of life. I knew just who I had to see. The Angel of Death. We have become friends over the years. Careful. Death is ever-present. Her pet, the button-eyed raven, moaned inconsolably as usual. Your friends are abandoning you, one by one. You write about death, O.W., but how much do you know about what it feels like to lose someone? The shadow in the dark woods is making its way into Crestfall. Listen to Death by Dying on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher.